the five, four, three, two, one. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to everything you know about music. Where tonight, I have my friend Kevin. Say hello, Kevin. Hello, Jason. How are you? I am great. And we are going to do a fun one tonight because I spent a lot of time trying to pick the right artist mm-hmm. for you. And like I was telling you before we started, this is the third, even fourth change that I've made to who I wanted to do. You're going to let me know who the whole list I'm is gonna, after, we, after we go yeah, through it? Yeah, actually, as we go through it, okay. I think I'm going to reveal some of the first thoughts and why it led me here. The backup singers. Yeah, exactly. So, so to say. <laughs> exactly. Couldn't, couldn't make the full cut. But before we start, it's mm-hmm. it, and kind of an honor for me to be able oh. to do this. No, listen, because it's not a lot of times that one gets a chance to tell someone how much of a musical inspiration they've been unbeknownst to that person. Okay. And that's you. So, you know the friendship that I've had with your younger brother yep. since we were, I want to say, 12, maybe 13 years old. Probably six. Yeah, six, six or seven grade, grade. And because he got his license to drive mm-hmm. before I did, <laughs> he would come and pick me up Yep. And we would drive around to anywhere to do anything, because that's what you do when you're 15 and 16, is you just go anywhere. But in the car, in the black Corvette, mm-hmm. we would listen to music. And admittedly, it was a lot of, of the time, early and mid-90s crap. You know, some R&B, some rap, some you know, garbage music. But there were a lot of songs that came from that car that I then later found out was because of they were your CDs. Do you think they were my dad's, though? Because well, that's what I wanted to ask you. That's kind of where I wanted to start. That's where I wanted to start. So that's where a lot of my musical start of my roots, except for my father and some of the other older stuff yep. that were 50s and 60s, this was a whole musical genre I never even really heard until I heard those songs. So in the Stevie Wonder podcast that we did, yep. I was talking about how when I heard this song... I couldn't believe it. Stevie Wonders, don't you worry about a thing. I made your brother play it over and over and over again. I couldn't believe that somebody would mix this Latin, jazzy, piano kind of vibe with R&B vocals. Couldn't believe it. And it really, like, literally changed me. It is probably one of the albums that changed my whole perspective on music, right? Before I got into Inner Visions, um, I listened to Greatest Hits albums and, you know... Classic rock radio, that, yep. that sort of stuff. I think back then, like 70s radio, because that was early 90s, right? 70s radio was finally coming out. Um, and then, you know, one day, I actually found a cassette. Okay, <laughs> okay. so right. I bought the CD later. So you probably heard it off the CD, but yeah. originally, yeah. I had a cassette. My must have been for my folks, and they bought it, you know, in the late yeah, 70s or early. Or, 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 or. Yeah. So, but when it went on the cassette, it was probably maybe 80s, right? Sure. Um, found it one day, put it in, and I was always a Stevie Wonder fan. Yeah. Um, but when you listen to that whole album all the way through, <laughs> totally, it's it, it's something it's, special. It's special. Still in my top five all time. In fact, it might be my second favorite album of all time. Really? It's still that high? Absolutely. All right. It's genius. So let's pause there. That's important. Okay. okay. That's that's. So that is. I don't want to say hint number one, but it's important you know that that was because of you. Oh. Okay. Thank you. Number two. A lot of the other songs that came out of this black Corvette, okay, musical inspiration from the black Corvette, little black Corvette, there was, like, a lot of classic rock. There was 
Foreigner, yeah, yeah. Doobie Brothers, mm-hmm. lots of Steely Dan, which you know that I'm not a huge Steely Dan fan, right. but I do know what I know. My all-time favorite, but that's okay. <laughs> no, I know that, and I, I, that's why I bring <laughs> it up. But then I heard... So, wait, let, let's, let's back up. I, if I was to maybe rank the songs that I heard the most inside of the Black Corvette, when Mike played me this... <laughs> This is Peter Frampton. Frampton comes, Frampton alive. comes alive. 1976. Absolutely. When you go to the part where he's talk, when he starts messing with the guitar and he starts actually like singing along with the guitar. Right. Like the talk box. Right. Man. The talk box. Oh yeah. I go. What, what is he doing? Now remember, this is I've never heard anything like this. Right. right? So the, the guitar playing and the music that I did with my dad prior. Yep. When uh, was all. Old school stuff, Beatles stuff. You don't do stuff like this. Right. What is he doing? And he's doing it live. Okay? And he so it's came to- alive, man. He came, right? that's yeah. What it- yeah. It was totally, totally new. So that's number, that's, that's, that's part of it, too. All right. So that, that's hint number two? That's kind of hint okay. number two. Okay. Because there was a lot of soul, a lot of, a lot of R&B. It's, it's not old, old soul. It's not Motown soul, but it's not like new stuff either that was on the radio in the 90s, that neo soul. It's that like sweet spot, that like 70s soul. Okay. A lot of Steely Dan, a lot of Foreigners, a lot of Doobie Brothers, Peter Frampton, a lot of Stevie Wonder stuff, Commodores. Oh yeah, the Commodores, okay. absolutely. Lady, he played Lady for me. Oh yeah. I was like, keep this on. These are all songs that would never play in my house. Right. This wasn't our kind of stuff. So initially, here are some of the bands that I thought. I said I want to bridge this gap right. between rock, classic rock, those elements with seventy soul. Okay. So I thought Hall and Oates, oh. Blue Eyed Soul, right? Absolutely. I thought about that, but then I said no, because I wanted to do uh, as a way of showing you, because you were foundationally important to my musical development, someone that was more foundationally important to others. Okay. So I thought, well, maybe like Chuck Berry. Oh. But then I said no. What Why not? It, it didn't hit some of the soul notes. It's rock and roll. Just, just, just that straight old but it's, rock and roll. It, 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 and then I wanted it to be someone that was a little bit more behind the scenes because you didn't know. So yeah. I really pressed myself to say, does, is there someone that fits all of these categories? And I think I found someone. All right. I'm ready. So we got Do You Feel, Peter Frampton. We got Don't You Worry About a Thing. And then the number one song that was ever played, played in the in Black car. Corvette okay. by your brother was this song, which is a Warren G song. But I want you to think about the background of this song. The foundation. This is literally the song that played more times than any other song. Warren G. Do you know this song? I do know this song. Okay. Regulate. Yeah, is that right? That's correct. Very good. So, from all of that... So, wait, so that was the, that was that the number, the number one, song. one song that was played... And, in the black and, Corvette and that w- I know isn't your specific influence. And it wasn't the song that, that, that was borrowed on that. Or, uh, what do they say for rap? Is it borrowed? Is it it's sampled. Sa- it's sampled. sampled. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. See, I, sometimes I think rap is kind of like a collage. You, you yeah, know, sure. If, if music, if, if, a, if an original song is a composition, like, like, like an like a artist, you know, a, a painting. Yep. Rap's a little bit of a collage, isn't Absolutely. it? Absolutely. Just pulling stuff. It, it is. It's disco. It's it's sure. it's hip hop. It's it's rap. It's poetry. It's and they take basically old beats and rap over it. But that's okay. how it started. I mean, that's kind of where it came from. I'm gonna spin a record, and during the instrumental part of that record, the yes. drum and bass part, you say something over it. 
and I'll keep rewinding it on this one, play it on you know the, the second record. We'll go back and forth, and you, that's how a rap kind of started. So yes, telling a story through. So based know. on all of those elements, classic okay. rock, R and B, soul, foundational, but people that are there, but you don't necessarily know that they're there. Yep. Do you have a guess of who it might be? I'm thinking it's the guy who made that that, that original part of the song. It's Michael McDonald. That's exactly right. It's Michael McDonald. Blue-eyed soul. <laughs> I knew you'd get it. I knew you, you would get it. You don't want me to start singing. Like, I really do, actually. No. I would really like you to start yeah, singing. Can you believe that? No. So the reason I picked him, sort of, is because I want to go through and explain all of the foundational parts and all of the things that he's involved with okay. that so many people don't even know he's a part of. Just... Backup singing. Backup singing, you know, writing, producing, writing. arranging. Yep. The, the keyboard that he plays is incredible. I mean, he's absolutely incredibly talented. But I'm going to I'm gonna try to do it in three songs. I'm going to play 11. I know it. Yeah, but <laughs> I think I'm going to do three structurally set up pieces. And my goal is I'm going to try to stump you. And I'm going to hopefully by the end of the podcast get you to admit I didn't know that Michael McDonald was part of that song. Okay. Okay? I love it. Good challenge? Uh, abs- right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I know you know this song, which is one of my favorites. Of course. All right. So, Michael McDonald, born February 12th, 1952 in St. Louis, Missouri, which I think is kind of fitting considering his soul roots sure. and some of that stuff. He, if you had to put him in a category, I don't know where to put him. Rock, soul, jazz, blues. Good blues out of St. Louis, rock. right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, Amazing keyboard player, most notably and most famously known for playing with the Doobie Brothers. Absolutely. And of course, your band, Steely, Steely Dan. Dan mm-hmm. Right? Okay. So, the thing I think he's underappreciated in, though, is his producing, his arranging, his just general knowledge of writing and just fitting what a song needs without anyone really noticing that part. Just being present and being part of it, but not being such a focal part of it. Not, not the center of attention always, but. That's contributing right. Contributing to, uh, to the overall artistry. So my goal is to say maybe this podcast should be called Songs You Didn't Know Michael McDonald Was a Part of. Go. All right. <laughs> is, is that going to be the title? No. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> I didn't think about that. Maybe. All right. So let's start with the majors, the songs that I know that you're going to know. Okay. Um, let's, let's go back to kind of where he started from. And I think the first song we got to play because of his keyboard playing is minute by minute. minute by this minute. is not song one, but I'm just going to start here to kind of get the feel. And maybe we can use this opportunity to kind of talk about his extremely unique, deep soul voice. How does that voice come out of him? The vocals are so distinct. Aren't so they? distinct. You I mean, know it's him. Always. Always. Yep. Song two. You gotta love the pace on that song. Just, just, just you know. that soul. That's what it is. It's just that groove. He's right in the pocket right there. There you go. Hold on one second. All right, then I gotta go to this one. Okay. I think. You don't know me, I'm your brother. Oh, such a good tune. I 
always that driving just feel to it. There's, he's, there's always some pacing that he has that I just feel. I don't know what it is. There's a feel, an energy to his songs that I always just kind of pick up on. Absolutely. You know what I mean? It, plus, it feels like, how deep is he digging, man? I always. Mean, right? There's, it, oh, you're it, absolutely it, right. It's just from the depths. All I the absolutely time. agree. All the time. All right, all right. So I'm going to get to it. I'm going to get to it. My favorite song from this era, from the Doobie Brothers era, has to be this. What a fool believe. Classic. Right? So, okay. I know it's such a popular song. It won Song of the Year. It's, and we'll get to some of the awards after we you know, get done with it. But listen to the way the song is written, even this first verse. Fact. You know what would be better? Wait a second. I got a, I got a better. This will be a better way to do it. Let's strip it down and do it this way so that you can hear it like this. So you can just hear him and his pacing. Here's just his vocal. It's magic in that voice, man. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Oh, just give me one minute on this so you can get to the part when he starts to hit into that bridge when he goes into the chorus. And even the way that it's written, the sentences don't really go in order. You would think at the end of a phrase, it doesn't complete. Listen. It's not a good voice, is it? It's just soulful. Yes. Right? And it's rich. Yeah. Right? You know he means it. Absolutely. He cares. <laughs> Listen to these highs that he blends in with his own harmony. Wise man has the power. Isn't that crazy? But the way that he writes the song, the way that it's structured, the sentences don't necessarily finish at the end of the uh, of the line. Right. In other words, if you were to write out the words, he actually raps, meaning sometimes the sentence ends, the phrase, the idea ends in the middle of the line. And then the second one picks up, almost written the way a fool would write it, what a fool believes. Because it's a, a song about, about a guy who is trying to, like, he sees this girl that he hasn't seen for a long time, and he's trying to kind of, like, pick her up again, thinking that the, maybe that there's still something there. Right. But she clearly is not interested at all, and he's, like, acting like a fool. It's written like a fool would say it. It's brilliantly put together. So did he write the song and the lyrics? Yes. He, the whole shoot and match? The, yeah, everything. He wrote it with... Kenny Loggins. Yeah, it was Kenny Loggins. That was it, yeah. yeah. No, I got Yeah, because they did so much together. I just wanted to make sure it was. Did, did you ever see that... Uh, uh, I think it was a YouTube. I forget what, what, what format it was, but the Yacht Rock, um, like like little snippets that they do. It was it was a no. I don't think I have. It was like a ten episode. Um, no, sounds like w- so. w- web series called okay. Yacht Rock, and you know the whole kind of foundation. The first one was Michael, you know, Michael McDonald, Kenny Loggins are, are always in it. Sure. Um, I mean, this is this is like the quintessential rock, Yacht Rock. Oh, absolutely, right? for sure, so. for sure. But I love he's involved in the songwriting, the arranging putting all of the music together, like everything is that's that's him. And yet he's doing all of this under the Doobie Brothers. Right. It's not a Doobie Brothers song, in my opinion. I think a Doobie Brothers like Michael. long train running and you know some China of the, Road. China, right. That's the Doobie Brothers. Right. This is like 
him as like a satellite project, but he happened to be playing with the Doobie Brothers. Does that make sense? Yeah, 100%. Right? right? And that's why I think he's one of those behind-the-scenes guys that you don't really know. It's a, I don't know how many people, if you hear that song, will go, that's the Doobie Brothers. You say, that's Michael, Michael McDonald. McDonald. Yeah. Right? And yet, it's not under the Doobie Brothers. All right. Song number two. This is where I'm going to kind of press you for stuff because I right. know that you're going to know more than I know on this. Ooh, we'll see. Uh, for that. sure. For sure. So in 1974, he becomes a member of Steely Dan. Mm-hmm. So I've done one Steely Dan podcast when I did Camp Fire Camp Thrill. And that album is fantastic. Mm-hmm. And it's special to me because that's one of my favorite all-time rock and roll songs is on that album. So that's how I got into it. Right. Just uh, do it again. Yeah. Yeah. Which is just... Structurally brilliant. Yep. I mean, it's everything is perfect on that song for me. Timing is unbelievable. Lyrics are unbelievable. The way that it's spaced out, it's absolutely perfect. The instrumentation is just new and different for the era, and yet it's just it's timeless. Absolutely, absolutely love it. So, do you know what? Why him? Is it just because they were always looking for odd, different, brilliant song? Uh, people to contribute to their songs, and they picked him up. Well, I, I don't know where he came from. They were always looking for the best of the best. All right. right? Okay. I mean, when they selected somebody to to work on one of the albums, yeah. Um, they 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 chose the best guitarist they could find. You know, session guys. Yeah. They didn't session need, guys. They, they didn't need somebody that had a big name necessarily. Right. Right. They needed somebody that could play. You know, I mean, it's some complex music, man. It is. You know, you take a song like Deacon Blues, and there's like 32 different chord <laughs> changes, and you know, it's the, nuts. The mu chord, and all, yeah. all these things they came up with. So I think because of that distinct voice that Michael had, um, you know, they wanted to bring him on, certainly for the backing vocals, right? Right. And, and the keys. And, and some keys. And, and then the keys, keys right? too, okay. because, because yep. he's such a great keyboard player. So, so he appears on um, The Royal Scam in 1976 and then does Aja in 77. Yep. Right? Yep. Am I saying it right? Aja. Asia. Is it Asia? It is Asia. It, it, right. it, it looks like Aja. But so it's, it's Asia? Asia, yeah. Right. I, guess, I, guess somebody this, this li- I guess somebody hasn't listened to that album yet, huh? <laughs> no, I haven't. Well, oddly, the song I'm going to pick is from that it's album. It's from Asia. Okay. But, 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 but not only, the song Asia. <laughs> no, God, no, no. Only specifically because of Peg. There you go. So song number two has to be Peg. So, I don't know as much as you clearly on Steely Dan's pedantic mm-hmm. meticulousness of what they do. It was a process right? every single time. Everything. Yep. What I do know a little bit from this particular song is because of Michael McDonald's vocal. Mm-hmm. So, you were aware he sang vocals he, in this? He, okay. Right. He's got the background. <laughs> okay. When I found that out, I was like, I know that voice. Mm-hmm. Where have I heard that voice? Because yep. remember, I got, I got to this very late. Right. Okay. So then I did some digging and found out he's here in the, in the, in the background. But it sounds odd to me. Mm-hmm. It's not just clearly he's overdubbing some of his stuff. Yep. Then I dug even further and found out that what they asked him to do was sing the chords. So what you need to do in order to make a chord is you need to have three notes. Yep. Okay. So on the 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 chorus when he says peg, it will come back to you, right? In fact, this is it here. There you go. So let's, let's listen to it first. All right. So he starts on a C major seventh chord, which is the notes C, E, G, and B. Mm-hmm. He sings. So four notes. Four oh. notes. He does four vocal harmonies on each of those. So he does a C, 
an E. He sings an E, sings okay. a G, and sings a B. They, they blend it together. So check this out, if I may. I just want to isolate this one part. They did a making of the, the song Peg. Yep, and, and, and the whole Asia album. It's great. Oh, did, oh really? Yeah. Okay. Check it out someday. Okay, okay. So I want to play the, just the one part for you so you can hear this. Real hard for me to discern that interval and, and keep it Listen to those dulcet tones. I know. We had a pretty specific idea about this, uh, how these background parts would work and the sort of swing band rhythmic approach and how we wanted it phrased and so on. It's crazy. Absolutely crazy. So he's literally, instead of just singing the note, he's blending all of that to sing a chord. So is he laying down four tracks on his Four do it? tracks, and he's overlaying himself. What's really incredibly difficult because... They're so close together, those notes. Well, I was just C and E. It's just, I mean, it's just C D E. You're so close. And to hold that, and then it goes from a C major seventh to a G suspended two over a B, an A minor eleventh to an E seven suspended four. These are not normal chords. I know you play guitar. These aren't just right. like your standard one, six, four, five progressions. Right. These are really difficult things. And he's got to sing those notes the way that they want them to in four different parts and blend it all together. So I, you know, Nightmare. I, I appreciate music a lot, right? <laughs> um, what I'm not, I'm not musically gifted though, right? I, 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 can, I can play a little bit on guitar and, and, and you know, I'm, I'm a good monkey, right? I, I can see what the chord is and you read the tablature and I can play it that way. But, um, you know, you are much more musically gifted than I am. Like, could you, if, if I asked you just to sing a C, can you sing a C? Like, if I can find the, yeah, if, if okay. like on the guitar, if you played C, can I sing the note to, yes. yeah, I could do that. Okay. Yes. So that. Now, do I have a pit, a perfect pitch where you could go, what is, ah, uh, and I go, that's E. No. Oh, gotcha. Absolutely okay. not. But Michael, Michael must in order to be able to, to sing the way he does. So I don't know exactly how they do it, but I will tell you how it's done in the studio. So usually what will happen is you'll be next to a piano, okay? And let's say we're going to do something in the key of C, right. okay? So they go C, 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 and then the... the and then he's just... He, now I'm in C. I know that. where it is, okay? Still amazing. No, still amazing. Absolutely. Totally amazing to Try it at home if you haven't. And yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, and see how you do. Okay. Then from C, let's say we're going to do something where we're going to harmonize with the C, so we're going to have somebody sing in C, Yep. and then I'm going to sing in E, okay? We have to be at the same time, the saying the same words, right. but we're saying it in a different pitch. That's really difficult. So not only is he doing that to himself four, four different times, times but yeah. he's saying words and has to change to fit those four chords inside of those notes. Right. It's in, in, ridiculously hard. It's absolutely crazy. But the point I wanted to make is he's not just saying, because usually they'll have first harmony, second harmony, even sometimes third harmony. Right. He's doing all four, all four. of himself in very difficult Key structures. I mean, it's really hard. Do you know? Was that his idea, or was that no, Steely, Steely Dan? Yeah, that yeah, again, just, idea. Just goes to show you that again, there, there, there's no stone left unturned with those guys. It, there, there's not a hair out of place. Um, you know, they are meticulous. Yeah. in their production. I see that. Is it for the purposes of making perfect music, or is it for the purposes of making music um, as perfect as they can, or is it to be? To be scientific, like are they engineering? Like what? What is their? Because because it's not what soul music is to me. Right. Soul music is look, I'm just singing my guts out. I'm right. crying here. Like it, it might, I might even be cracking my voice and not on key, but you know I mean this. This is serious. That's not them. Right. The, the delivery is more important on, on soul, right? right? Versus yes, I, you know, the meaning, the feeling. Well, the, well, they went to Bard College, right? So mm -hmm. I don't think that they are, you know, 
scientists or, or engineers by any any standpoint. But I think they were just so, uh, you, you know, they did want everything perfect, right? Yeah. Remember, they for the purposes of perfection, for I I, I think for, you know what I mean for, for perfection's sake, because they thought maybe that was the the best, uh, you know, or, or the top way of, of artistry for right. them, you know, reaching heights that, that that nobody else could. Remember, they didn't tour for like almost thirty years or 20, 20 something years. Because after they toured for, you know, I can't buy a thrill, they just decided, you know what? They were just going to do studio. We're going to make we're going to make the absolute best possible music we can do, and yeah. we don't think we can recreate that on the stage, and therefore we're just not going to do it. So it yeah, wasn't until gotcha. you know they got probably into almost their fifties and <laughs> yeah, you know, or their forties, yeah. they need that money. Yeah, grab, money, right? money yeah, money's yeah. really good there. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I always wondered about that because some of their music is maybe. This is gonna. This might offend you. It's 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 put into a category with so many other people that don't take the time and effort, right, to make the same type of result, right. If that makes sense, yeah. It's it's blended in with all of the soft rock of the era. Sure, forgive me, but yep. it, that's not where it belongs. It's in a category of its own. They, they, I read that they would go through five, six different musicians for one piece in one part, like for a guitar solo. No, nope, that's not what we're looking for. Right. Next. Next. Nope, yep. that's not what we're looking for. Okay, we're, we like this, but I want you to do it with this filter or with yep. this guitar or with this feel. or whatever. Like, that's, that's, that's really difficult. Yeah, I mean, there's like four different drummers on, on Asia, right? <laughs> um, but that's what they did. They, they, they were making, they're composing, right? Yeah. I mean, is it like that's a composer. is it like that's a good way to say a, it? Is it a Beethoven Mozart sort of thing? Or did those guys do the same that's a good thing? Good way to say it. Knowing that you know you're taking all these different elements and you're trying to create the absolute best piece of music that you can, right? And and having it all flow together in in a composition that you know I guess they thought nobody else could do. And it, it's really I appreciate that level of detail. I don't know if I love the music because it, it loses maybe for me a bit of the. Um, Naturalistic soul feel. Yeah, I mean soul. I don't well, like it, overuse it, that word. It's 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 there's um. It's not three chords in the truth, right? No, exactly. It, it's exactly. It it, it, it is it's, it is something it's, they, it's manufactured. They, uh, uh, yes, yeah. manufactured might might be a little sterile yeah, of, yeah, of, yeah, of right, a term right, right. because it's still music. Um, there, there's still a lot of genius to it, but it was very well thought out. Right? Yeah. It yeah. wasn't just hey, let me let me play a couple, oh, right. cu- couple things here and there, and, and I'm gonna I'm gonna make a song, you know. <laughs> That's um, so true. No, it, it, it was music for people that that really can have that deeper understanding. Um, the Donald Fagan said that there was actually no meaning to what Peg was. I think that there there was some speculation that it was on a Broadway star named Peg Entwistle, but he said, <laughs> "I love this 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 quote." He said, "There's no hidden meaning. We just wanted a dotted half note for the spot in Peg that was short enough to fit with the music." The the fact that he would say it that way means he understands music so. Deep, a dotted half note. Right. You know exactly how long that is. It is a yep. specific length of time mm-hmm. that can only exist in one way. It's not like you were saying, we just wanted one syllable. A dotted half note. I love that. That's what these guys, to me, are all about. Always thinking music. Always terms, thinking exactly right. right. Yeah. Exactly right. All right. So I know you knew song number one. I know you knew song number mm-hmm. two. So now my goal is to give you songs, and you have to be honest okay. and tell me, did you know? That Michael McDonald was a part of this song. All right. All right. I'm ready. We'll start easy. Okay. And I'm I'm gonna say that I'm gonna get you on one. Okay. That's my call. Okay. Out of how many? I'm gonna play five. All right. And I'm saying you're gonna go, yeah, I absolutely knew that. But the last one you go, no, I didn't know that. Bat batting two hundred, a little above <laughs> the Mendoza line. I'll okay. take it. If I can... I'm gonna start really um easy. 1983, Yamo be there, James Ingram. Oh. 
you had to have heard this in the in the Black Corvette. Black right? Corvette, absolutely. Yeah. Listen to the chord. Classic Mike McDonald. Right background. now, did you know? Yes. <laughs> okay. I was not expecting anything but that. All right. Song two in this category. Did you know this song? Topped out at number two on the Billboard Top 100 charts. 1979. Christopher Cross. Grammy winner, right? Ride Like the Wind. Ride Like the Wind. I will get to the part that you know. Did you know that that was him right there? Yes. And have you ever seen <laughs> Rick, Rick Moranis? I think it was on Second City TV. Oh, wow. Look it up on YouTube. It's a clip. Okay. And he plays Michael McDonald doing the backing. Oh, really? And, it's, you know, he, he's kind of walking in there all disheveled, and the song's playing, and as soon as his key goes in, he runs into the recording studio, and he belts out that, you know, the, the, the backing yeah. vocal, and then walks out again all disheveled. <laughs> Until he has to come back. It, it is phenomenal. Look it up. Right, you love that's it. That's awesome. All right. Okay. All right. All right. Number three. Did you know 1979? Kenny. Kenny Loggins. This is it. Also, by the way, he co-wrote this song. They were in cahoots, man. Yeah, they really were. Again, Yacht Rock Legends. So I'm taking you definitely knew this one. This is it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, do you like that? <laughs> yeah, it's really good. <laughs> That's as close you're getting to it. <laughs> Listen. Pressure. I'm going to say to you, I don't know for certain if I knew this. Such a good song. All right, fine. Listen, there were a lot of late nights in... Uh, <laughs> in the dorms, right? Right. Back in college. I, I was so lucky when I when I went to school that I found about five or six guys that were all into classic rock. Oh. And Michael McDonald at some point was like our focal point. Oh, come on. After, you know, I'm about so twelve glad after about twelve natural lights, yeah. you know, or so, <laughs> maybe a maybe a shot of Tank Array to go with it. Um there were so many times we sang This Is It over oh, that's and over great. again just okay. because we loved his all right, background. All right, all right, all right, all right. I'm still on the easy ones. I'm right. still on the easy ones. Three down, two to go. Number four. <sighs> Song number four in this category. Did you know this one? Some people live their dreams. Toto. Oh, damn it. 1986, Toto, I'll Be Over You. Did you hear Selena? Yeah. Damn it. It's so number good. 11 so, on the top 100 is so number one on the adult contemporary charts. All right, I'm going to seriously still get you, though. This is, listen. It's the tears, man. You can hear it. <laughs> okay. All right. Fine. 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 How about this? Patty LaBelle. Patty LaBelle. Damn, They're on their good. own. They're on their own, buddy. All right. Okay. Okay. This isn't just. I mean, it's kind of. He kind of sings. Yeah. He, he, he's, he's a big. All right. Fine. Right, fine. I'm not gonna play Elton John, Burt Bacharach, Donna Summer, Diana Ross, Joni Mitchell, Elder Barge, Bonnie Raitt, Vince Gill, Ambrosia, Boskags, or Kenny Rogers. This is the one I'm gonna get you on. Okay. I'm gonna say you didn't know. I was say, there, there might. There's a couple that you said in there that I was like, oh, I don't yeah. remember those. Uh, right. Okay. But, but go ahead. I don't think you know. 
because I didn't okay. until I looked it up and then had to listen to it. And now I'll never hear it the same way again. Right. I didn't know he sang back up on this. Is this Dave Matthews band? Yes, it is. In the chorus, when everyone says, what would you say? It's Michael McDonald. I got to hear it. I, That's what I, I totally said. totally did not know this. That's what I said. And now I don't think I'll ever be able to hear it any other way. So I'm so I did. You did not know that he I was had part no of the song. Idea he was in the I don't song. know if anybody knows that. <laughs> it's right. so unknown. Yeah, I, I know. I know. No idea. That's what I thought. I too. cannot wait to pull my buddies <laughs> from college because we're still on a WhatsApp chat. We talk all the time. We, you know, I we had love to music. verify it. And Songster. They won't who, know. That's what I did. Amazing. Okay, good. Because if you knew that you, when I was in, you're in another level. You did your homework <laughs> there, pal. No clue. But this is why it makes the point, and we will close out with this song, because like you didn't know that Michael McDonald sings back up on this Dave Matthews yep. song. You also didn't know how much of an influence that you were to me no, in my stop. musical development. So I feel like Michael McDonald, in a way, was perfect to do for you. That was great. No, thank you. Very honored. Uh, <laughs> really, really enjoyed it. And again, well, uh, my, super the, impressed that you that, that you got. I had no clue. No the clue. Um, the thanks comes from me to you because yeah. you, you didn't realize how many of those. Well, I didn't realize how many of those songs that I was giving Mike credit for, your brother, was actually there because you left those CDs there. Well, listen, <laughs> glad, glad to do it. I'm glad it helped shape awesome. uh, you know, the songs that you love. So. Yeah. Thank you so much. So on that, we will go out and say we will see you next time. Say,